I'm gonna get sued. Ladies and gentlemen, dearly beloved, we have gathered again. It's time for another van cast. But, oh my God, there's so much that I need to tell you because I'm the worst at doing podcasts. So I have a lot to catch you guys up on. Right now, I'm in the work vehicle. I'm driving back to the office from La Plata, Maryland. Yes, that's correct. It is very far away from where I work. La Plata, Maryland is probably hour, hour and 15 from where I work. But that's neither here nor there. Whoopsies, sorry. Um, so I have about an hour drive back to the office, so I thought, wow, this is a perfect time to do a van cast, except I am no longer in the van. And that is uh, a story in and of itself. There was one day my boss was driving somewhere to an appointment somewhere, and he got rear-ended at about 45 miles an hour. So as you would imagine, that fucking destroyed the work van. Which I wasn't too upset about, you know, kind of is what it is. But then my boss got super jazzed up about his new vehicle that we were going to use because he wanted to be fuel efficient and eco-friendly. So I am driving around in a Prius C. Never in a thousand years would I think that I would be driving a Prius every day. And yet here we fucking are. Is what it is, the AC blows fucking cold, which I'm super amped about. The past two days, I've had to drive my own vehicle, the trusty Civic. Well, it's not my vehicle, it's Trap Queen's vehicle, but I've had to drive that for the past two days. And if you live in the area I live in, it's been in the high 80s and the AC doesn't work in the Civic. So that has been fucking miserable. But I'm back in the, uh, back in the Prius, with the super cold AC, I can live with that. It really won't get out of its own way, but it's not a fucking race car. It's just point A to point B, so I can live with it. But yeah, that's uh, that's what's going on. This I'm still gonna call it van casts because it's kind of a van cast. Hopefully, this is a little bit quieter. The road noise is a little bit less. Hopefully, since this uh, fucking remote control car. is somewhat silent. I'll tell you a funny story though. The first time I got in this thing to drive it, I started, I like cycled the ignition like three times, three, four times, yeah, three, four, five times because I didn't hear the motor turn over. Apparently, in these goddamn Priuses, you just click the key forward once and it turns the battery on. And then the motor doesn't actually start until you put it in drive which I thought was just the most fucking ridiculous thing ever. But, you know, it's the the way of the Prius or whatever. See, right now, I have my foot all the way down, fucking full throttle, and can you hear it? Still wide open throttle, can you hear it? I don't know, I'll have to listen to it back, but this thing won't get out of its fucking own way. But that's okay. It gets fucking killer gas mileage, killer. It's, it like sometimes uses the engine and sometimes uses the battery. I don't know when it does what, or there's a 
a B mode on this shifter thing that I don't know what the fuck that does. Like engine braking, but not really. I don't, I don't fucking know. Anywho, what do we want to talk about today? Well, I kind of want to catch you guys up. There's a lot of things going on uh, in my life. I shouldn't say that. That sounds fucking dramatic. Uh, there's a lot of things since it's been so long since the last podcast that I feel like we should talk about. The first thing of note that really hit home-ish for me was that uh, Terry Madden, the late, great Jesse Combs's boyfriend, uh, posted that he was awoken from his slumber by a reporter from London saying that the Guinness Book of World Records had officially awarded Jesse Combs her record. Um, I've read like four or five articles on it. it this I don't remember the speed, so I'm not going to misspeak. I'm driving right now, so I'm not going to try and look it up. But it was fucking fast, and it made my heart so warm that she was awarded the record. Um, and it's it, this whole thing since she died has been so fucking weird, man, because we weren't friends at all and I feel like I speak for a lot of uh, fans of hers when I say this is that her death was just fucking personal like I took it fucking personal I didn't know her we had no sort of uh, friendship uh, no sort of nothing but man when she died like I fucking choked up I just felt this fucking weird thing it's like the off-road community and I know she was huge in the motorcycle community, just lost a fucking pillar. A pillar. Like, someone that everyone looked up to. I don't know a single person that would say a bad thing about her. I mean, I'm sure there was people she didn't get along with, whatever. Overall, I think she was such a bright light in all the communities that she participated in. It was just a fucking devastating loss for multiple subsects of off-road. And I think that may be why it hit everyone so hard. It was just, it was a, it was so shitty. So shitty. And reading uh, Terry's recounts of what happened that day, apparently people have been saying that Jesse fucked something up and that's what happened in the crash. And Terry goes on to say in his Instagram caption that he was in the chase vehicle as she was decelerating, and I think he said a wheel bearing exploded and like exploded into the uh, electrical compartment or something, and he watched this whole thing happen. And he says, I wanna put to bed some rumors, I'm paraphrasing here, I wanna put to bed some rumors that Jesse did something incorrect, which is what caused the failure, which is what caused the crash. He said, she did everything right, and I watched it from start to end and she did everything right. And I was like, oh, God damn it. Here we go again with the fucking dust in the room, man. Fuck, I don't know. That I can't even imagine being in that situation and having to watch that happen. Just, man. I always try and give Terry, like, not a boost, but, like, make sure I interact with his posts and let him know that people are still thinking about him. That's what I said to him at King of the Hammers. I walked up, I was that asshole, and I was like, yo, a lot of people are thinking about you and rooting for you, dude. But I want to make sure that he feels the love because, God, man, I don't know if I could 
deal with it in as gentlemanly of a way, if that sentence made any sense, uh, as he has. I'm sure he's had his dark days. Well, he's admitted to having his dark days. But I think he has handled this the whole thing with fucking poise and grace. Terry, if for whatever reason you have <laughs> turned this on and you are listening, I fuck with you heavy, dude. <clears throat> so that's the first topic that I wanted to cover. I feel like that doesn't do it justice whatsoever, but I feel like me saying anything else on it is just not going to do anything. Just a fucking shitty thing, man. And everybody says, well, I said this too, at least she, uh, and everybody's been saying this, I've said this as well, she died doing what she loved and man I can't imagine going out a better way like if I'm gonna go out man I hope it's something I love I hope it's not like mowing the grass or doing something I fucking hate Ugh, that would be terrible if I die if I have a fucking stroke and die in the middle of that well that's terrific news apparently the recorder shut off so now I'm going to have to go back and listen how far it actually recorded. And I can't do that right now because I'm sitting on this fucking bridge. This one lane bridge with these cars and trucks zooming by and it's shaking the whole fucking bridge, which is super. Man, I just had a whole story that I was narrating as it was happening with a fucking bird of prey and a fish of some sort. God, I hope it caught that. I need to know when that cut off. I think the battery died. Oh, what a motherfucker. Oh, man. That makes me upset. Hold on. Let me stop and see how much I lost of that. God damn it. Balls. Okay, so I have like three seconds before this fucking battery dies again. This is terrible. Nothing is going correctly, and I don't have the cord to use my external power source. Motherfucker. Of course, this is going to be episode 50. I will have to, at a later date or a later time today, record the rest of this podcast. I apologize. Hello again. We're back. It is the next day. Yesterday, the podcast recording did not go to plan, as you have heard. For episode 50, of course, nothing could go right. Basically, what you missed is I was talking about episode 50 and how I wasn't going to make a big deal about it because I had been putting it off because I wanted it to be something special. But obviously, when I say it's something special, then I ended up waiting and putting it off and, you know, blah, blah, blah. So I decided just to record it in the car and not make a big deal about it, not try and do anything special. Sure enough, the battery in the recorder dies. So I feel like really the only, it got the part where I was talking about Jesse, which I was super stoked about. The only other part that I wish was still captured was I was going over the bridge from Maryland into Virginia, and uh, they had it shut down to one lane. So it was like one way they would stop and let people go and back and forth. But as I was sitting there on this bridge, and if you know anything about bridges, like if you stop in the middle of the plate, it like vibrates. So I'm sitting there freaking out. But I watched this bird fucking dive into the water, not into the water, but dive towards the water and come out with a fish that was 
fucking 24 inches long. The thing was fucking massive. It wasn't, we dis, We decided, I say like you were there, we, I figured out that it was not a bald eagle. It was some sort of hawk, some sort of bird of prey. I'm not a bird guy, so I don't know. But I was narrating as this bird, and the bird didn't like fly straight to its nest. It was like flying in circles around the bridge. I don't know. It was the weirdest fucking thing ever, and nobody's going to believe me because it's a ridiculous story. But, of course, I lost it on episode 50. God damn it. Uh, so we can continue. Uh, so episode, this is episode 50, obviously. Uh, not doing anything special. I wanted to get like someone important on here to celebrate the 50th episode. But like I said, I just kept putting it off and putting it off and putting it off because I wanted to make it special. And I was like, you know what? I will never make another podcast again. So I just need to fucking do this. So here we are. Day two of recording one podcast, which has never happened, you know, kind of is what it is. I just want to, uh, if you guys have listened to every single episode, or even if you've listened to most of the episodes, or even some of the episodes, I just want to say thank you. It really means a lot to me. Like, I sit here in my basement. Sometimes it's in the van. Sometimes it's at a show, wherever it is. I really enjoy doing this. I'm mad at myself that I can't do it weekly. I just want to say thank you. Thank you for listening throughout these 50 episodes, throughout these past three years that I've managed to do 50 episodes, which is fucking pathetic. I've spoke on that before. Something else I wanted to get off my chest in the vein of podcasting is that there's been a couple of podcasts that I've been listening to that have picked up sponsors, which is terrific. And I'm so happy for them. I'm so proud of them. Um, not, And this is not just off-road. There's some other non-off-road ones that I listen to that participate in this nonsense behavior is that the first like six to eight to ten minutes of the podcast is a fucking ad. What the fuck? Like there's certain podcasts when I see a new episode, I click on it and I automatically start fast forwarding because I know the first ten minutes of it is fucking ad. Before you say, oh, Angel, that's how they pay the bills. I understand that. I completely understand that. I understand the need for it. But God damn, can you like break it up a little bit or something? Shit. Like, being accosted by four or five ads when I first open up your fucking podcast makes me not want to listen to it. Stop fucking doing that shit. I'm not going to call anybody out because that's rude. And like I said, I'm amped that they're in this position where they can have sponsors, where they can have money or product or whatever their deal is to keep doing what they're doing and doing what they love. And the podcast, like, I listen to them, so they're good podcasts, it's just that fucking noise the shit out of me. That's partly why I've decided that I don't think I will ever seek a sponsorship for this podcast because I know I don't like that, so why would I subject you to that? In the event that there were ever to come a scenario in which someone wanted to sponsor this podcast, I don't honestly I don't know what I would do because I know what I don't want my podcast to be. I still haven't figured out what I want it to be because sure shit isn't completely off-road related. It's kind of a little bit of a little bit of seven slot life, a little bit of trap house life, a little bit of off-road, a little bit of this, a little bit of that. And hopefully that's what you come back for. Cuz my life is just a fucking wreck of ridiculousness. Not all the time, but sometimes. If you are thinking about starting a podcast, I highly encourage you to do it. And here's an ad that's not an ad. 
if you're like, oh, I don't have the equipment to set up a podcast or start a podcast, you can do it for free with Anchor. Anchor Anchor.fm, which is who I use to host my podcast episodes. If you have any, if you want to start a podcast, send me an email, send me a DM, whatever. I will do my utmost to help you start your podcast about whatever the fuck you want it to be about. I will tell you everything I know. I highly encourage you. It is a great platform. You won't be good at it right away. I'm still not good at it. This is episode 50. I've been doing this for multiple years now. Upgraded equipment doesn't make you a better podcaster. Ask me how I know. I still listen back to my stuff when I edit. I'm like, fuck, you suck. But if you want to start a podcast, please hit me up. I'll be happy, happy to help you. I will tell you all of the gear I use. I will tell you all of the applications I use. There are no secrets here. I will tell you everything I know. And that basically goes with everything, too. Screen printing, video editing, photo stuff. If you have questions about any of that, ask me. It's no secret what the gear I use, um, what kind of programs I use, all that shit. And sticking in the vein of podcasts, specifically off-road related podcasts, I wanted to give a shout-out, three shout-outs. Three shout-outs to podcasts that I am really enjoying these days. The first one being the Off-Road Garage podcast, Jim and Jason. Jim and Jason in the house. They are coming back off of their long hiatus, their virus-related hiatus. I don't want to put their business out there, but they both have occupations in fields that were closely hit by it. Is that the right word to say it? They were, I don't know. They had to take a break, and it's been a long break. But they're finally back. Their audio setup has gotten way better. Their banter back and forth is improving every time. If you're looking for another off-road-related podcast to add to your list, definitely check them out. The second one that I want to plug, which is pretty much one of my favorites out of the 15 or so that I listen to, Mike and Max's Off-Road Garage Podcast, the fastest-growing off-road podcast in the world. I actually don't know if that's true. Um, Max, no, Mike. Mike would say that as his little tagline. I don't know if that's true. I don't know if it was ever true, honestly. I never fact-checked him. I just took his word for it. Their back and forth has really improved as well. Uh, Sound quality has improved. They started using one of the tools that I use, the Blackmagic Designs A10 Mini Pro. They record all of their podcasts, unlike me. Probably a good thing because right now I'm sitting in my basement dressed in my work clothes, sweating because I have to go to a dentist appointment today. I fucking hate the dentist. Whoop, there we go, another tangent. You're not going to get me this time. Mike and Max's Off-Road Garage Podcast. There we are. They record all their stuff on YouTube. Keep it simple, Off-Road on YouTube. You can watch their live podcast. They got a really nice setup. They have a little studio. I'm doing air quotes, a little studio. I'm sure it's like an empty bedroom or something. But they got great lights, good cameras, good back and forth, great audio quality. A little flashy intro sound bite or whatever. Um, and they actually off-road, so highly suggest that one. The last one that I want to talk about is the Talent Tank. They are on a summer break right now. Wyatt Pemberton is taking a break for the summer to regroup and recoup. Um, this podcast is basically strictly Ultra 4 only related. So talking about the drivers and all that stuff. So if you're not into Ultra 4... This is probably not for you. But if you're interested in getting to know the drivers of Ultra 4 and how Ultra 4 works, uh, it's definitely a great podcast. I've been, whoa, 
I've been watching King of the Hammers and following along with the Ultra Force series since 2014 or 15, which is way late. It started in 2007 or 2008. Uh, but I never really knew a whole lot about the drivers or how everything worked internally. This podcast is your surefire way to learn everything you need to know about the backstory of the drivers, how the drivers know each other, where they came from, are they fully sponsored, do they have other jobs to support their racing habit, all of this stuff. Wyatt Pemberton does a terrific job interviewing these guys um, and basically telling their story. So shout out Wyatt Pemberton, doing great things, dude. All right. Who's ready to talk about Jeeps? Oh my God, say it ain't so. Yes, we are going to talk about Jeeps. If you haven't seen already, the YJ, the mullet Jeep, is over at Level 4 Concepts, Fredericksburg, Virginia. Mark Kilpatrick, Brady Miller, you guys fucking rock. Um, they're finishing up a few little tidbits. I'm not going to spoil the surprise. I haven't posted any pictures yet, but it's a pretty gnarly surprise, so... Once they're done with that, I'm going to tow it back over to my place, and I have a bunch of parts waiting. It should be about a week or so of working on it after work. It should be fired up. I have to mess with some electrical stuff. i got to run fuel lines um, and that sort of stuff. But then after that, after it's running and I get – that motor hasn't run in two years, I think. Um, but once we get all that sorted out – I can get the dash back in. Um, I'm going to try and reuse as much of the stock dash as I can. I'm going to take out all the HVAC stuff. I don't need that. Well, I will. There's going to be one day where I'm wheeling in the winter. I'm going to be like, God damn, so stupid for taking that shit out. But there's workarounds for that. There's aftermarket things I can do. I'm not worried about that. The thing I am most concerned about is get it running, get all the fluids checked, get everything together, and uh, do some hot laps through the neighborhood. No exhaust, because, you know, obviously you got to do that, because everybody knows the 4.0 with no muffler on it is the best-sounding motor in the world. He said, sarcastically, although I did drive my TJ for about three years with no exhaust on it, so there's that. I just, I don't hear it anymore. So we got that going. I also want to give a shout-out to my buddy Shane, who gave me a 14-bolt diff cover, just out of the kindness of his heart. I just want to say thank you, man. That's some real shit, and I appreciate that. I really do, man. One of the, and this goes back to like staying positive and trying to look at all the good things, is that most of the off road folks that I have met, if they know that you're in need, will help you to the best of their ability. And that just speaks to the kind of people that participate in this sport. Of course, there are the fucking bad apples. But I don't want to focus on that. I want to focus on the good people, the people like Shane, the people like Mark and Brady, um, the people that offer encouragement like Aaron Osterman and Lenny Scarfenbarger. I'm sorry, I just butchered your name, dude. But the people that are that are giving out the good vibes, I appreciate that. I just want to thank you guys. So that's where we're at with the YJ, in case you're wondering. I know you ask me. All the fucking time. Yes. To answer your second question, it is fucking annoying when you keep asking me. I know. I'm doing my damnedest, guys. Fuck. But once the YJ gets back into my garage, it will be time to work. And at that point, I can also start doing more videos on it, which will be super cool because I'm excited to document 
what's going on with it. Uh, what's going on with the Comanche? If you didn't know, I have a 1988 or 89, I can't remember, Comanche that I bought from my dear, dear friend, Stoney. I love you, buddy. So what's going on with the MJ is that I swapped the high pinion Dana 30 into the front. I need to get the brake lines hooked up. I need to get the drive shaft reattached. And I'm kind of at a point where I need to figure out what I'm doing with the rear because the rear is uh, Dana 35 with 355 or 356, I can't remember, but the front, since it's a high pinion Dana 30, is 410s. So I'm wondering if I should just put in 410s in the rear or if I should swap it out to an 88. I feel like if I swap it out to a 410 88, that's going to add another 18 months of me not driving that Jeep. So I think I'm just going to spend the money, even though everyone's going to boo me for putting 410s in a Dana 35, oh, boo, boo angel, you're so stupid. Yeah, I know. Fuck. That's why I have two Jeeps that don't drive. Once I get that sorted out, I mean, I can just run it with no front drive shaft, which is probably what I'll do just so I can run it back and forth to the grocery store or Home Depot or whatever. But I need to get the brake lines figured out and fixed because even before I swapped that front axle, they were super fucked like dangerous fucked even though I drove it around the neighborhood a couple times because I don't care about my own life I guess <laughs> but the we also ah if you didn't see on Instagram I tried to fix the tilt shift it was a tilt shift column but it was loose and wobbly if you know anything about uh, Cherokees or Comanches the GM tilt shift columns come loose it's a fucking pain in the ass I ended up breaking off a specialty tool on that column at that point, I said, fuck it, took the whole thing out, went to the junkyard, found an 86 Comanche, uh, took the whole steering column out, and then swapped that in to the one I have now. But I got that swapped over, and then I also swapped over the ignition cylinder, because obviously I didn't have the key from the junkyard one. And so the last couple things for the Comanche is the floor. The floor is fucking rotted out. I need to cut it all out. I need to get floor pans welded in. Uh, probably put a coat of, I don't know, some sort of undercoating on there, Monster Liner, whatever. It'll probably just be spray paint and uh, a little bit of seam sealer. Uh, maybe put the carpet back in. I don't know. I think I actually threw it out. But um, I also need to buy, there's a company, or not a company, a guy that makes MJ seat brackets, which I need to buy a pair of those, and then I need to retrofit some Cherokee seats because apparently... Comanche seats are fucking expensive and they're all fucking ratty. So, I don't know. Maybe I should just buy another set of PRPs. Yeah, let's put $1,500 seats in the Jeep that you got for... I'm not going to tell you how much I paid for it, but it was not a lot of money. <laughs> if you have a set of Cherokee seats or even MJ seats that are in decent condition that aren't the, uh, the, the half, the semicircle or crescent moon-shaped tilt sheets, I don't want those shits. I want, like regular brackets let me know we can talk we can discuss uh, I definitely need to get some seats in there but past that I just need to go uh, to the DMV get it titled yes I still haven't done that I'm sorry but it hasn't been driving so I'm not gonna pay insurance on it or pay fucking fees on it if I'm not driving it that's stupid so that's where we're at in the Jeep life of Angel uh, I'm very excited to get some pictures up of the mullet Jeep so you guys can see the work that Level 4 has done. Thank you guys again. I really appreciate it. Uh, you have gone above and beyond on this build, and I am very, very grateful. I love you guys. 
So this is episode 50. Like I said, nothing special. I just needed to get another episode out before I lose my mind, before I lose the motivation. I have all this podcasting, live stream equipment that I've spent way too much money on. Well, not way too much money. They're all decently priced for what they can do. But I just get so involved in day-to-day. Like the past three weeks, and this is on some real shit. It's just like Monday starts, and I'm like, oh, man, fuck. I got to go back to work. And then all of a sudden, it's Friday. And I'm like, god damn, I didn't do shit this week. I get in the, I get in routines. I'm very routine-oriented. You know, get up, do my morning routine, go to work, come back from work, have my before-bed routine, go to bed. And then all of a sudden, like two or three weeks are gone, and I haven't done shit. And I really need to, I thrive on schedule and routine, but I really, really need to find a way to start working in being productive outside of that because nobody else is going to build this for me. Nobody else is going to record podcast episodes for me. Nobody else is going to go live and talk to everybody for me. And if I want this to grow past what it is, I need to put in the work for that. And right now I'm like, I'm talking to you who's listening, but I'm also talking to me. And that's, that's why this podcast is somewhat therapeutic or cathartic. Not sure I used that second word right, but it sounded good. But it, it helps me. It helps me to talk this, to say this out loud. I think I've said this in previous podcasts that saying stuff out loud really helps me. But I am excited. I'm excited to see where this goes, see how it grows. And one last thing before we go, I want to tell you guys what is on the schedule, what is coming up. Actually, let me pull up my calendar because I actually have this stuff written down on a calendar, because I'm trying to be better. I'm trying to be way, way, way better. Okay, so we have July 17th, or July 18th, the weekend of July 18th. We will be in Attica, New York. There is a Renegades Racing Series race there. We are going to help my buddy Phil Casper, who's been on this podcast before. We're going to help him as media for that event. We'll be working for the park, doing any sort of media they need. Um, right now, it looks like it's going to be me and Lamb Chop and PJ. As of right now, that is a plan for that. And then the following weekend, back-to-back in very far away places, July 25th is going to be the Teardown in Tennessee. That is an Ultra 4 official event. It is a points race. Lamb Chop and I are going down there. We have our uh, media credentials submitted. I just talked with Alan. Um, who's one of the one of the big wigs? I don't want to boast or anything, but one of the big wigs over at Ultra Four. Uh, we sent a couple emails back and forth, um, and I am looking forward to seeing him there again. Uh, going forward, I may have. <laughs> yeah, I definitely definitely messed this up uh, because there is a bunch of stuff on this that is not on this calendar, and right now I can't find it. But I know there's more stuff. Those are the two most upcoming things, the closest things that are coming up. If you live in upstate New York, please come to the Attica race. It is going to be a fantastic time. I think we're going to leave Virginia Thursday afternoon or Thursday night so we can be there Friday, Saturday, Sunday for the race. Um, I don't know what all is on the schedule. I have not gotten super clear communication on the schedule of things, but you know what? Fuck it. I'm going to be there. Whatever happens, happens. It's how I try and live my life most times. Um, the Ultra 4 race in Tennessee is going to be a terrific time. The past, last year, I slept in my car, which fucking sucked. That's when we recorded the podcast with Phil. If you remember, go back and listen to it. I think it was episode 20-something, 26, 27. Phil, Phil Casper, the friendly Ultra 4 photographer. 
great dude. Perfect radio voice. Definitely excited to get another podcast in with him. Um, track side, hopefully. Hopefully we can do one track side while they're practicing or something so we can get a little vroom vroom in the background. That would make me happy. But very much looking forward to uh, shooting another Ultra 4 race. Makes me so happy. Thank you guys again. Really appreciate it. I'm excited to get back on the trail and uh, and wheel with you guys, see you guys, drink beers with you guys, sit around the campfire and bullshit with you guys and gals. Very excited about getting back into the wheeling scene. I feel like it has been years and years and years, which it has. I've obviously been to events and you've seen me places and we've hung out and chatted, but I want to be behind the wheel as much as I love being behind the camera. My passion is behind the wheel, so... But we'll get back there. Thank you guys for staying tuned. Another podcast down. Episode 50. I really appreciate it. I hope you guys have an incredible day. I am off to the dentist here soon. So I guess fuck my life. I hate the dentist. I hate it so much. Oh, Lord. Please have mercy on my soul. All right, guys. I will see you later.